Hi, guys. This is a mental week. I know they've all been mental, but this is a really mental one. This is Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays, and I'm your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Hi, guys. Well, this is an exciting week for many reasons. We'll get into it, but also because we have our first repeat guest. And that is because she is really, I could not imagine speaking to anybody other than the one and only Washington Post's tech columnist, Taylor Lawrence, during this crazy, crazy time that we are living in social media. So with that, Taylor, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be back. As you know, I was like, Taylor, I I honestly was like, either I'll just do it alone or it needs to be. It was like you or Switch, right? It was like, (laughs) who else am I going to speak to about the crazy, crazy fucking moment in time? Uh, Social media and pop culture, as we know, can blend into all these different sectors, fashion and uh, finance, politics, social media and technology. And here we are. It's sort of like we're at the zeitgeist of madness is the way I feel. Who better to dissect what's happening than you? Um, If you guys read the newsletter, you know that it was a beast. I took last week off um, and I tried to catch up on some of the crazy things that have been going on. But really, the thing that has been on everybody's minds up until the election, which we can get to as well, but has been Elon and Twitter. And we had have we've had a brief reprieve in the last 24 hours as a result of of the election, though Elon did tweet as the CEO owner of fucking Twitter. He did tweet encouraging America to vote Republican for the Senate and the House because that was his belief system. Didn't seem to get his outcome, but I thought the person who could describe what's going on up until this very moment, because new stuff has happened. I don't even know if you know, Taylor, is you. What's happening? Why is this real? Are the are are the lunatics truly running the asylum? And I want to get into that. I also want to get into, like, does it even matter to Gen Z? Does Gen Z even give a fuck about Twitter? Like, are they having any sort of impact? So I just want your wisdom here. Help us understand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know it's a crazy time right now on the internet and in culture and so in media can, and in media. But like, can you give us just like your cliff notes version of what's happening and like in real time, just in terms of Twitter? Like, yeah, I mean, I think Twitter it's is like a car crash right now. Um, I mean, we just saw Elon reverse course on the verification thing. Once again, he said that everyone, you know, he previously had said, this would be this great equalizer. Everyone would get blue checks. And then it rolled out today where actually just the new verification was a gray check right below it. Right below it. And so I I saw somebody's tweet that said um, RIP like verification November 9th, 2022 to November 9th, 2022. Yeah. Well, then he said, you know, oh, like we're actually killing it because it rolled out and everyone made the same thing that everyone like everyone has been saying this for weeks. I don't know where he's been that this is stupid because now you've just made a gray check system instead of a blue check system. And then he says, OK, I killed it. He re- he re- uh, replied to this YouTube, this big tech YouTuber being like, I'm killing it. Esther, this product lead for creator stuff tweeted that, that no it's not being killed that that's not true that they just rolled it out to too many people so they're going to actually just roll it out to 
corporations and government entities now first. They're going to have the gray checks, which doesn't make sense because as other people pointed out too, Twitter Gov, you know, has spent quite a bit of time rolling out these totally different labels that they've been labeling government, state media and campaign accounts that say U.S. government account or say official state media account. So now this check mark's going to negate that. It, it's literally just such a clusterfuck. I can't it's, believe like it's an insane way to run a company. I really at some point uh, it'll have to be in 20 years or whatnot. I want to publish a book of all of my group texts with very <laughs> high profile people directly involved in this whole thing, whether they were they're inside with Elon or whether they're former executives of Twitter or high profile CEOs or other billionaires, because I'm it's just like I don't even need context, just like I'm going to publish the group texts as like a historical document that belongs in the Smithsonian over like the last couple of weeks. And I think going back, it starts with the fact that it's a clown show and that it's not been taken seriously. I mean, let's we can go all the way back to what and, you know, making sure he got 420 in the offer number initially. But let's just go back like two weeks ago where he enters into the HQ with a sink, right? And I and I talk about it in the newsletter. I'm like, there's so many analogies, so many metaphors or whatever I, that he could be saying, like, let that sink in, or I'm going to clean house, like with everything but the kitchen sink. Or, you know, I, I mean, there's just so many, but he walks in like a fucking clown with a with a sink. I They call it a kitchen sink. It looks more like a cheap bathroom sink to me. And he thinks he's hilarious. And all of these then sycophants are sort of hanging out with him, hoping that he just gazes upon their direction during like the drinks coffee thing. And like, maybe if he just sees me and sees into my eyes and into my soul, I won't get fired. But alas, absolutely not. Talk about like a red wedding moment. He decimated everyone last Friday, everyone, entire teams, teams that you would think right? Like were essential to the, to the success of Twitter. And I'm not talking about communications. I'm talking about like the, the teams that were making sure that verification was okay, like in civil rights and, and all of this thing, they decimated it only to find that, oops, maybe they fired some of the wrong people and they had to go back and try to rehire these people. Like it's one misstep after another. He's just an idiot. Like he, he might be smart about a lot of stuff, but I think social products require a level of emotional intelligence and cultural awareness that he does not have. I think he doesn't have the emotional intelligence to kind of run a social product, I think, or, or the sort of the thought process. And he's too surrounded by yes men. And he's in this like weird mode. Like he clearly has such contempt for journalists. And it's very weird because it's like these men, these rich, powerful men get so aggrieved by the smallest things and they think that these are universal problems. They're not universal problems. Like this That's is just such not a good point. They do think it's universal problems. They're they're so myopic in that. First of all, the the biggest bullies are the most thin skinned, and we're seeing that with both Elon and his right hand henchman David Sachs, who, by the way, David Sachs, who. I don't understand. I'm sorry. He can kill me for this. I used to like socialize with him, but I don't see him as the end all ultimate management guru. Like he's great at SaaS businesses, great at SaaS businesses, though. I don't know. Zenefits really did. I don't think right, he's, but, he, whatever, but, I, but like, that's his, I, yeah, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say great, but like 
you know, what, but I do think he's an authority in that space. I know, I mean, I know a lot of friends that like read his newsletter for that. For Super smart around SaaS and SaaS for those that, that are listening, SaaS in tech world means software as a service. And that's like a very B2B non-consumer business to business company, if you will. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you can be smart in certain areas and not smart in other areas, right? Like if you think about who's smart about social products, it's not, it's not David Sachs. No, you know, no, no offense to David Sachs, but he's not, he's also like out saying ridiculous things. And clearly like, I think has a broken view of, of the media environment. And I think when you think, I mean, I think of Twitter so much, all these social platforms are media companies as much as they are tech platforms. And I think if you misunderstand the media climate, you cannot run a successful social company. Right. You don't. Right. And they are so sensitive and they have sort of a lot of these guys, Elon. I mean, it started with Trump. Right. And then the whole idea of fake news and and creating credibility problem with journalism. And if you and if you look at all journalism, not all journalism is the same. Right. Though Elon is saying the irony. Another thing that happened last week, guys, is that first Elon said humor is back on Twitter. It's legal again on Twitter. Then people started impersonating Elon blue checked people, which is why it was really interesting. People who were verified that had big follower accounts changed their display name to look like Elon Musk. So Elon Musk was retweeting women's rights things and and for pro-choice election stuff. And then all of a sudden those people like Kathy Griffin and whatnot started getting banned. And Elon put out that if you're mimicking or impersonating somebody, you will be banned. But it was impersonating him. And then it turned out that he was like, we're going to be, you know, very clear on the correct information that's going out on Twitter, except he had tweeted the literally the day he'd come in and taken over Twitter. A, he had tweeted out a conspiracy theory story from some crazy blog about Paul Pelosi, which he ultimately had to take down a few hours later, but he destroyed all credibility with any sort of reliable voice about journalism at that point, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't know what he's talking about, about journalism. Like, any of these billionaires, like they just fundamentally kind of don't understand it. And look, I totally understand hating on the media industry. There's so many deep problems. I and mean, we can get into this with like, you know, journalism and legacy media, but the reason that, but that's not the, the issues that these men have is just that they were reported on critically. Like that seems to be their, their primary, like that's their anger. primary anger. Absolutely. They don't, because the point is like Elon doesn't look at the URL he's looking at and realizes it's some, like maybe he does, he doesn't care. He doesn't care that that might be fake news, but if it's about him, he cares. So exactly. it's all, it's all very much, um, they live in this sort of gilded cage. It's narcissistic. Yeah. And it's so interesting because it's this Icarus syndrome and I've seen it. I've been through it. You know, there are a few that get through it, the ultra, ultra rich, but the people close to him won't get through it um, that aren't as rich as he is. And it's the Icarus syndrome, which is when you fly too close to the sun, you ultimately fall. And that's what's going to happen with a lot of the people around. And maybe Elon will be sheltered from it, but and he will move on and not care. But a lot of the people he's bringing along for the ride who get close to him and feel that like, you know, vibe shift and they just have that, I don't know, you get like frantic and I've seen it. People get it around celebrities. People get it around billionaires. Um, you become Icarus guys and you come crashing down to earth and it's, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah. 
So what happens now? I mean, is there any redemption? Is there any way that, that and, and ultimately, does it even fucking matter? I mean, look, we saw like bringing it to to where we are. The elections have come out. What we were all expecting. I mean, everyone, red and blue, Democrat, Republican, moderates, progressives, far right, far left. They were all thinking it was going to be a freaking bloodbath, right? It was going to be everything the red was going to get was based, was going to happen. Donald Trump's people were going to be elected. Everybody, we were going to lose the, we, the, the Democrats are going to lose everything. You had Elon out there on Twitter urging everybody to vote Republican. It didn't happen. And not only did it not happen, some surprises have happened so far, including, which I'm loving this, this first Gen Z person, um, Maxwell Frost, who was elected to Congress, and he's 25 years old out of Florida, and he's a progressive. I mean, obviously, he came out of Orlando, which is, is Democratic, but still, it's quite a thing. Does it matter to people like Maxwell Frost and his followers because they're Gen Z? Talk to me about well, that. Well, Twitter, so Twitter matters in terms of um, as long as the political media is on Twitter matters I think last night we saw how out of touch a lot of legacy media organizations are, you know, with what's actually happening in this country. And and I think like, I mean, I saw people posting like photos of the front page of the New York Times today where literally the top headline is GOP collects early wins and pivotal vote. And it's just like you see this brain poison framing where like they don't know what's going on and they have this like narrative that they set on early and then they kind of just continue to like push it, I guess. Like they don't, I don't know. We always see these kinds of reckonings, I think after elections, especially with, it seems like the New York times a lot, no hate to them. I used to work there, but like, anyway, it's just, it's funny. Um, in terms of Twitter, I mean, I think Twitter matters in politics as long as politicians and political media use it. I think that it's a strong network there and that's where the media goes to set story agendas. Does it matter broadly to voters? No, I don't think so at all. I think most people are not on Twitter. Twitter's effect on politics is sort of through the media. You know what I mean? It affects who gets booked on cable news. I assume yeah. there's going to be room. I mean, we saw, I didn't talk about it in the newsletter because I just, honestly, there were so many other things, but we saw a social network pop up this week that has been there, but that became popular amongst Twitter users who were saying, I'm leaving Twitter and I'm going to Mastodon. Is that how I even say it? Mastodon? Yeah, Mastodon. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me what it is? I went on there and I'm like, this isn't going to be mainstream. It's too complicated. People have to go onto servers and they have to find yeah. different topic areas. Like, but, but the idea is there. Like there is a potential for another social network. Uh, let me rant for a second. I'm a believer of like, I don't mind if my world gets smaller, Taylor. I really don't. Like, I feel like maybe this global community has not been good for our mental health and society. Yeah. But a part of me is like, I like, like you wrote about a client of, of ours, of mine that I love, Geneva, but like the concept of these smaller networks, these smaller communities, I'm I'm all fine with. But I don't know if Mastodon is the answer. But well, Mastodon's not smaller. Mastodon's still an open broadcast-based social platform. It's just, it has some functionality that allows for more segmentation. So it's really similar to Twitter. Like, um, I mean, Mastodon is really similar to Twitter. It looks like Twitter and it has some of the same functionality. You post status updates that look like tweets, basically, but they're called toots. Um, 
but it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's open source and it's based like you said you have to join a specific instance i will say once you get on there you can follow anybody from any instance it's like joining gmail you can still email with someone on yahoo it doesn't oh, okay really got it got it that's it's still so all one platform where does who started mastodon who where does it come from um, yeah, know? it's a German developer. Um, I mean, it's open source. It's but yeah, it was started by this guy at the time. I think he was like 24. Um, it was popular kind of. I mean, it had a little bit of a moment in 2016 and 2017. It's the thing is people flock to it when Twitter's in crisis because it's the only thing that's sort of visually and functionally similar to Twitter. Right. I don't I agree with you, Brooke. It's so it's like there's a there's a learning curve. I don't think people will will easily like grasp or get on. I mean, Twitter is a very consumer friendly app because it's been built that way over the past 15 years. I think like whatever comes next is not going to look exactly like Twitter. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. I can't. It's just going to totally evolve. I will say I've become, I, I find myself becoming a troll. I don't know how this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Troll era say, uprising. The troll era of Brooke at Brooke is happening. I'm surprised that I haven't been like blocked so far, or shut down or taken off of Twitter, but like the, it's not just Elon. And by the way, Elon makes some right decisions here and there. And like, you know, know a broken clock is right twice a day right but but and and i like some of the people that are close to to elon i do i have a soft spot in my heart for jason calcanis i love him I, and you know what's funny about jason jason for and i get it jason posts cringy kind of like hustle culture stuff on on twitter and stuff and, and people dunk on him but he has been in media like he does understand media better than than a lot of these other yeah. rich people. I just don't you know, know if they give him the same. I hope that they listen to him because I think Jason is well more placed to understand how Twitter works than David Sachs. As far David as Sachs, a hundred percent. But then enter in what I just love is like I tweet first of all on the day of all the firings. At the end of the day, I'm like, Hey Jack, anything? Anything? Do you have anything to say? People yeah. are wondering, and he was crickets. Jack is for those of you um, not familiar with the tech world. Jack at Jack Jack Dorsey is a co-founder of Twitter and was the CEO for the last many years before uh, he then like left. And um, we had that transition period. And now obviously Elon Jack also endorsed Elon as the only person he could see being the, the, the owner and, and savior of Twitter. Um, so then it was a day later, he finally uh, tweets something and he's sort of apologizing and apologizing for the bloat of the company. And like, he grew it too fast. Da, 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 da. He got hammered for that. But but okay, fine. At least he said something, but then he's entered in, like he has to be high as fuck entered into the conversation about like the name of the Twitter stuff. And then going back and forth with Elon again, I spoke to another billionaire founder CEO this week. And he was like, listen, people come in and fuck up, fuck around with companies. They take over all the time. The fact that they're doing it all publicly in a public fashion via the platform is nuts. And so then you have Jack Dorsey being like, it's not the name doesn't matter, like criticizing him on the name and then saying, well, the name doesn't matter and just contradicting himself over and over and over again. But then my trolling came yesterday where Jack was like, the verification process has always been a problem. I'm really glad this is being tackled. Da, 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 da. And whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck have you, did you do when you were there? Like, then what did you do? If you have always thought it was a problem and you always thought this was a big issue, what, what exactly did you do for the seven years? Like what I'm obviously is not going to respond, but I think it's a fair question. 
completely like, fair question. He's self-owning himself, like in a ridiculous way. I don't know if like all of the mushrooms or whatever he's <laughs> taking now, or you know, the latest hallucinogenic drug have gone to his brain. But like, what the fuck? It's crazy. I mean, I somebody posted today. They're like, don't you guys have an internal Slack or something? Because it was, I think it was some was in response to like Esther quote tweeting, sort of negating what Elon had said. It's so mess. I mean, as a journalist, I love it it's because I'm gift. like, yes, it's a like, gift. and also everyone is leaking everything right now. Like the wheels are off. No one feels any loyalty. To this no, it's amazing. Like you, Kara, Casey Newton, like the shit that's coming out is unbelievable. Oh my God. Casey, especially Casey's reporting has been so. Good. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Casey Newton is incredible. He is a, an incredible writer. He was at the verge for a long time. He has his own newsletter called the platform. Highly recommend subscribing. Highly recommend following him on the Twitter and um, and seeing he gets so many scoops. It's unbelievable right now. But that's right. You said it like loyalty is out the door. Quick question. Total segue. But I just talked about hallucinogenic drugs. Have you heard of this toad that every like? It's yeah. Popping They're up like, on don't TikTok. Like the toad. Yes. Yeah. What is what is going on with toad? This new hallucinogenic drug that I'm being fed a lot of TikToks. on. Well, there's this like type of toad and I guess if you lick it it gets you high <laughs> and so these like officials were like guys don't lick the toads and then everyone is like that's funny and so now yeah, everyone wants to lick, lick the, the toad <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'll tell you what when the world goes to shit I just go to TikTok and it brings me joy <laughs> so. I know I i I kind of want to see what it's like to lick the toad. I want to lick the toad. I mean, <laughs> it's the first time I'm like, okay, okay. Ayahuasca, I'm fine not doing, but the toad, it's so interesting. I me. feel like in LA, people could get into this. Yeah. Oh, it's a very LA thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Another thing that's LA, I know we're all over the place, but it's all over my feed is Demois. And now the Demois novel that's come out. Yeah. Have you seen anything about it, which is called Anon, please? And for those of you new to pop culture, Demois is like the modern day, I think you could call it modern day Gawker, modern day TMZ, like for the Gen Z. But it's anonymous. It's it's um it's gossip. It's blinds. It's blinds. Yeah, it's blind items. So it's like do, who you saw at a restaurant. And they don't do it in real time. Gawker Stalker was was criticized because they would be like, you know, in real time. Oh, yeah, Jennifer I guess you're right. Has... It's not blinds. It's just anonymized. Yeah. Yeah. Because they say yeah. like who it is. Yeah. 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 So um, and it's a huge it's on Instagram and it's quite big. And then they always showcase they have a lot of merch and their whole thing is anon, please, like anonymous, please, because that's how people send in like what they saw. And now they have a book that's I don't know. Have you read it? Do you have it? Is it? I haven't read it i feel like somebody sent it to me maybe i might i have so many books that people have been sending lately but i haven't i've seen it i or maybe i got a press release about it but i'm not i i'm sure it's great i i'm i'm sure it's a fun read i'm not wanna, a big demois person yeah, to be honest i know because it's all celeb stuff that we don't care about but if it was like a demois about elon like oh the, the... <laughs> i mean that's basically casey newton's newsletter <laughs> it's true because that's what that's sort of where i was trying to make that connection is that we have this mindset now demois certainly with the gen z of like anonymous i'm just going to send you like i saw so and so and it's not mean all the time it's sort of like they were really lovely and i was the hostess at the restaurant and so forth but but now we're getting like all all these former employees or current employees that worked with Elon just sending folks like Casey Newton all of the tea and we're living for it like I'm eating it up 
or they're doing threads. Like I saw, I think it's like, what's his name? Jason Toff, the former GM of Vine talking about like the growth hack stuff that they made him do to inflate their user numbers. Like, it's just interesting. Like the wheels are off. The wheels are off. There is no, and not like people, and, and maybe there isn't even an anonymity, like people with real stories are coming out saying, you know what, this is my time. I'm going to tell you what happened. Yeah. I talked, we had a Twitter scoop this morning and then I talked to some other Twitter sources last week about stuff. And one of them's like, yeah, I mean, I signed an NDA around all this, but who's going to enforce the NDA? Everyone that would, you know, has been fired and it's gone. True. <laughs> My God. I mean, we could talk about, I could sit here and talk for hours about what's going on in Twitter, but it's, it's, it's work to come. I just don't know if there is another solution and there are social, I don't know if there's social networks, but there's social apps that are being up with the youngs, right? We've talked about be real, but I didn't think be real is going to be something, but it's somehow becoming something, which well, is, I think we'll see how the product evolves. Yeah. Right now, the premise is you are taking a photo of your moment in time. So you can't like, it's like your moment in time and you take it, you get a reminder and everybody gets notified, but I could be a picture of us right now. And then it also takes a reverse photo of me in the moment. So me taking a picture of me and Taylor talking on the, on the laptop. And then you'd also get a snapshot of me and you can add context or whatnot. And it just goes out and it's cute. But tell me about this gas app that all of the high school kids seem to be talking about. My friends with high school kids are like, what the fuck is happening with this gas? Yeah. App? It's another, like one of those viral kind of apps. It's basically almost a clone of TBH. And it was co-founded by the guy that made TBH, Nikita Beer. It's just, it's like a compliment app. It's like a polling app. So you sign on, you sign on into your high school or whatever you add, like sort of add mutual connections. And then you just vote on different compliments to send each other. Is there any risk of this turning dark? Cause right now it's about positivity. No, because you can't like write your own compliments. You just like vote on other predetermined compliments. Okay. So I'm into this. It's wholesome, honestly. It's wholesome. Um, it's yeah. I mean, I think you see these like viral apps pop up that, get audience. My story is actually about these like crazy sex trafficking rumors about it, um, which are obviously all false, but it just speaks to kind well, of how. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So it's like been this trend for the past several years that these like viral buzzy consumer apps like blow up, become really popular overnight and then are plagued by rumors saying that they're actually sex trafficking children. So you saw this with Down to Lunch, Walk Safe, which is another app, IRL. There's been a bunch of these things. And so um, it really affects these companies' businesses. Like people immediately delete the app in mass and all that. So Gas App is kind of the latest to go through all of that. And so I spoke to the founder just about like the struggles that they're having in terms of like trying to redefine the narrative of the app, trying to debunk stuff. And of course, these rumors are spread by teenagers on TikTok who have no media literacy, but they're picked up by local police departments that then sent out warnings saying that this app could be used for human trafficking. With zero is, intel or research. Zero or intel and zero understanding of how technology works, repeated by school boards and then local news, local news. And I've reported so many times. I mean, I wrote about Facebook and TikTok and kind of some of this shady stuff going on there, but like in just these rumors, Facebook was seeding rumors about TikTok negative and seeding them with local media. Local media has been so decimated in this country and these TV reporters, they just are basically stenographers for the police and they're not investigating anything. And 
that's what happened here in this case as well. It's crazy. Um, thank you for that. Cause I think a lot of people listening will a not have heard of gas app and B not know about the, all of these other things that are happening. Well, what is most interesting to you right now, besides all of this that we've talked about? And I know that, you know, we've talked about a lot, but is there anything on your radar that like I need to be paying attention to from a pop culture perspective or a social perspective or what am I not? Tell me something I don't know. Oh, my God. Paint I me know. like your French French girls. Jack. I don't know. I know. This is like when people ask me for predictions. and I'm like, I, I don't want a yet. prediction. Is there just something? Is there a trend coming? Is there something that like or maybe what's your favorite trend right now on TikTok? I talk about it each week. I try to cherry pick. I know. A I love those. Ones. I love those. <laughs> I I guess. Well, one thing this is not a trend, but one thing I'm thinking about and I think I might write about is just this era of 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 like the broad the sort of the end of a lot of like big broadcast based social networks like you were saying earlier on this podcast like you don't actually want to reach everyone in the world and that was like Zuckerberg's whole vision right and like all these tech founders from the early 2010s it was like what if we connect everybody and it turns out that people don't really want to reach everyone and i think we're seeing that with the collapse of twitter i think it's like the end of something clearly like some sort of stage. And I think TikTok is an example of that. Like TikTok is this big broadcast based social platform, but it allows you to zero in and reach niches. It, mm-hmm. it allowed everybody mm-hmm. to kind of have a niche. And then you have Facebook, which is just completely atrophying and Instagram, which is kind of dying and, yeah. and is not, doesn't have the relevance it had a couple of years ago. And so- for those of you who aren't familiar, Facebook or Meta um, are, they buried the news during elections, but they're laying they're They've laid off 11,000 employees, which is massive. And Mark Zuckerberg took uh, responsibility for over hiring and also focusing on the metaverse, um, which may not have been as, as <laughs> popular as he thought it might be. Oops. Yeah. Okay. I, as I was saying, I could talk to Taylor all day and I'm actually going to try to get her to come over to my house and we can just sit and drink wine and chat about the end of the world. And the, maybe the beginning of a new one. Like I am, I'm trying yesterday was in a really foul mood. Yesterday was election day. It was pouring rain in LA. It was like, it just felt like the end of days. I was like, the world is going to come to an end. I'm so depressed, but then I was delightfully surprised. And now I woke up today. I'm like, you know, I'm going to try to be more optimistic. I'm going to try to not see the end of the world. Um, and uh, you're making me feel a bit more optimistic. And I am optimistic. Wait, that's about funny because I'm not optimistic about anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've put a good spin on it, though, for me, because you, you're you just not all doom and gloom. I have spoken to some people that are like, it's the end of the world. Democracy is over. And democracy didn't end last night. I really anticipated it ending. I really did. And the fact that, like, and I know it wasn't like great for the Dems, but um, I just feel like it wasn't the end of the world. Uh, like somebody asked me yesterday how I was doing, and I was like, it feels like the world is ending, but I feel fine, which is obviously a reference to REM, which is, I love you, Mike Mills, my ex, but longtime friend. Um, but I, I didn't feel fine, but I feel fine today. I feel really, I feel fine. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's short lived. I don't know that we have a great functioning system. And when stuff like this happens to me, it just, it's like a bandaid on a completely. I was just going like, to say it's a bandaid and it's decaying and yeah, it's, but I'm choosing to believe that I'm choosing that it's a hello kitty bandaid. That makes me, <laughs> that makes me happy for a few moments. Um, I do think we probably all will have to end up in New Zealand or Australia and I'm, you know, I mean, we'll figure that out. 
the best part of the pod, my favorite. I get to learn a little bit about my guests. And we've done this before. So you're you're an OG here at uh, Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. But it's the make out, marry, or mute. It could be a person, an idea, a, a fictional character. Um, do you want to try it? You want me to go first? You go first. I would make out with fake Elon Musk. Like all of the people who changed their handles that have now been banned. I just think it was funny. I thought, I remember seeing it. It did get me for a second. I was like, good for Elon. Like good for him talking about it. And then I was like, this seems weird. And it was like, my Twitter feed was filled with it. It was funny as fuck. You know, I'm so, I'm so boring here, but I am going to see Harry Styles next week. I am. I'm going to see him. I'm really excited. So I'm just going to, I feel like I want to dress up like one of those people you see, like the old girls that they're, they're highlighting and the old ladies on TikTok are like in their thirties, but they're, I'm in my forties. I want to dress up in sequence and have a sign for Harry. And so I'll marry Harry Styles. Um, I've made out with him before in the podcast, not literally. Um, he's been my make out and now he's going to be my Mary. Sometimes we go back and forth and I would mute literally, come on. I mean, I would, I would mute all of, I I don't know. I say I would mute all of Elon stuff. It's very entertaining. It is very entertaining, but the discourse, the negativity I would mute on social media across the board. That's where I'm at. Not real game changer stuff, but you know, I would also mute the discourse of about social media. I think, you know, it's just, I, you know, what I want to mute forever is the media's dependence on Twitter. Like, this is what I'm happy. I I want, you know, what I want to marry is like the devil of Twitter. Like I want, (laughs) I'm so happy that this era is coming. And like, I feel like been this like thing that's really been bad in a lot of ways. I mean, it's been amazing, but I think it's like, this app has been on life support for a while, you know? And, and I think it's like, look, maybe Elon turns it around and makes it into this new, different, amazing thing. Great. That would be a great, amazing achievement, but it could also crash and and die. And I, I kind of like that, that this chaos is happening. Like I, or I don't, I'm sick of the discourse about it, but I do, I'm happy about kind of like this potential new era. Um, Was that your makeout or your Mary? Mary, I guess. Yeah. Make out God. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Okay. I'm on the Daily Mail website right now looking for things. My favorite website. I mean, um, this is, <laughs> I'm on the app. Do you, I have the Daily Mail app. I'm oh, so you have the dark. App? I'm dark. I man. worked on I'm that so... app. I worked on that app like 10 oh years ago. Oh my God, Taylor, it's dark. <laughs> like the amount of like dopamine I get from just like checking, like, cause they change their stories every three minutes. It's dark. It's dark. Um, You know who I actually would make out with? I don't know if you've seen these new Jennifer Aniston photos. Have you seen? Oh my god, that's what I'm looking at right now. Her like Chanel bikini. Her big. I mean, this woman. She's like 54 years old, and she's my queen. I love Jennifer Aniston. She's a dog mom. She gives zero fucks. So I would make out and marry Jennifer Aniston. Honestly, same. She's amazing. I, I listened to an interview, you know, that podcast Smartless, where they like interview celebrities. I'm trying to get more and more into liking it. But yes, I like it. Ugh, I like it. Trust me, I'm not endorsing it necessarily because they're so annoying on some stuff. No hate to any so of people involved. annoying. I know, but, but it's just rough for me sometimes. And I they were like simping so hard over Biden. I had to turn it off. But but anyway, um, 
they have the, the, what I will say is that certain celebrities open up because they're talking to another celebrity and they're not talking to a reporter. And the Jennifer Aniston one of, of that was good. Like oh, she gave, good. Gave we'll put that in the show notes, guys, because that is one I haven't listened to. So we'll put that in. Yeah. Taylor, thank you. You are a bright light in the world of, of madness right now. And I needed this little Taylor Lawrence fix. And I'll see you guys next week. Happy, happy Thursday. Pop culture.